What up, guys? Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm here today with a very special guest, co-founder of Iconic, professional horse rider, and multi-billionaire, Mark Brazil. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Let's first start off by saying this Man Cave is a fucking palace. I love it, and you're Thank inspiring you. me to get a lot of random shit in my new crib. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? It's like, it's unorganized chaos, is what I think when I see it. It's got a light branding of the Chiefs Kingdom mixed with all iconic athletes. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. So in my intro, of which of those three things were true? Um, nothing. I don't even know how to ride a fucking bicycle, let alone a horse. An actual <laughs> bicycle. Um, and multi-billionaire? Nah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> so um, iconic, co-founder. How uh, did you start that? Like, What's the story behind that? How far back you want me to go? You want me to go back? I mean, back back, or you want me give, to give me a little brief summary, and then I want you to start after that. I want to hear from the very beginning. All right. So, long story short, I was uh, touring the United States of America in a branded tour bus for four months, forty states, one hundred seventy-five retailers with this hat company. I was in Boston, Massachusetts, at a store called Laced. I saw a picture on the wall of Pusha T. And I was like, yo, who drew this? And they were like, oh, it's this kid, TJ Bransfield. He's in here. He's a tattoo artist. And then he wanted to become an artist, artist, a painter. And I had, that meant nothing to me. But at that point uh, in time, I was hanging out with Rob Kardashian. He made a piece for Rob. He gave it to Rob. Rob posted it. His shit blew up. And he's like, yo, people are asking me to buy my art. Like, can you help me with this? And um, I sold a piece of art for $1,000. This was in 2014. And I became an art dealer. And then kind of throughout working with him, I realized that everybody that, that inquired for the art couldn't afford the art. So I was like, yo, let's drop a limited time, a limited unit um, print. And uh, we made 20 grand in two days. So I was wow. like, fuck, man, there's people want this shit. Yeah. And at that point, I was dead broke living in uh, Carlsbad, San Diego with my business partner, Jeff Cole. Okay. And his Instagram started blowing up. And he's like, yo, everyone's posting the motivational quotes and the photography and uh, the pop culture and the memes. Like, why don't we marriage this? Start drop shipping art fucking around making a thousand dollars here and there 2016 black friday we made like 20 grand and we were like yo we're fucking rich <laughs> and then in uh in 17 i'll always remember february 27th of 2017 we went on shopify and then in march we started doing paid ads like facebook and instagram uh -huh. six figures the first month 13 months in a row we went up in revenue did three four million part-time it was the most fucking savage life you could ever live we, we had another job bro so we were working 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. So, so how did you end up just quitting this job? You're like, hey, look, uh, so I, I actually just like became a millionaire. I think I'm going to quit. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I've actually never told this story, but fuck it. Um, we were living in the office. So it was an office. Me and Jeff were living in it. And then a third guy who was the founder of the company would actually come in. And it was really weird because one day we were like, yo, like we're out. And then he just kind of like left us the office and we just kind of were stuck <laughs> with that office. Uh, he's still a friend to this day, yeah. but um, in anything in life and in business, it's got to make sense for all parties. And for us, uh, Jeff was a little bit more conservative. As you can tell, I'm a little bit more of a savage. I was like, yo, let's get the fuck out of this shit. Let's, let's blow up Iconic. And man, it's been, it's crazy to think now. It's like three, four years. It's been a wild fucking ride, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. So something that I think is very important and uh, every successful person must know the answer to this question. So I, I want to get your take on it. Do you, do you wipe from the front or the back? I wipe from the back. Okay. Yeah, I'm always a, I'm always a back wiper. Um, you know what's crazy, man? I didn't discover like the uh, the wet wipes until like a year and a half ago, two years ago. That shit's game changing. It's life changing. Life changing. I bring that shit everywhere now. <laughs> I went no wet wipes. Is that is that weird? 
Like no, the, I mean, do you keep them in your pocket? Like I don't you have give them on you right now. I don't give them my pocket bone. I'm traveling everywhere. I got the little little wet wipes. Okay, <laughs> it's a different experience. It is, and and um, so thinking back, like you know, before you started this business, um, like when you were in high school, what was your plan for your life? Like, is this something that you had planned where you're like, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to be a, a business owner, I'm going to be a successful entrepreneur, or is this something that kind of just happened? Like, if you could look back at yourself in high school, like, what was your mindset like for the future? Yeah, for everyone listening, I think this is a, a great part to, to listen in on. I was, um, success, I was winning at life, and then I was a colossal fuck-up for mo- most of my 20s. Um, I was a big soccer player growing up. I'm, I'm, okay. my, my dad's from Brazil. Um, I was, you know, my, my team was nationally rec- recognized. But I always kind of was like very talented, but I didn't really have the work ethic. And going into my senior year in high school, you know, I was a quote-unquote, you know, I was a popular kid, nominated for Homecoming King. The soccer team was shitty, though, and I wasn't on the players-to-watch list going into my senior year. I remember it so vividly, man. I was sitting at the kitchen table with my mom, everything bagel with four scrambled eggs. Wasn't on that list, and even people on my own team were on that list. Wow. And at that point, that's when my, I think my whole life changed. I was like, yo, fuck this shit. I'm going to put in the work. And then I never really was a big cardio guy, and I just went crazy on cardio. I remember... Um, all my homies, Taco Bell would close at 2 a.m. And at the end of the night, we'd go, we'd be like fucked up and go. Mm-hmm. And I remember like nights running past Joni Cleaver's house where they'd be fucked up at Taco Bell at 2 in the morning and I'd be running. Wow. So I just went fucking psycho mode. Uh, then we crushed it. Team went as, as far as I'd ever gone. I went all county. Uh, I made all Did county. Did you play in college? Um, I went to Delaware under the notion to play in college. And then I just didn't like the vibe. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. And then uh, I ended up doing a fraternity, which was the greatest decision I've ever made in my whole entire life. I, uh, I was doing a little research on you and I heard that you used to be a beer dealer in high school and that's how you kind of, you know, started your little hustle entrepreneur yeah. mindset. So you used to, uh, what, sell beer to all the kids using your fake ID? Yeah. So was, you know, that's illegal, right? Oh, I was, yeah, cause I know cops and stuff. <laughs> so I could like report you. I, I broke the law a lot. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, man, it was, it kind of goes back to like in business too. It's like yeah. no, no risk, no reward. And we were at freshman orientation and they were like, yo, three strikes, you get kicked out of school. And strikes were like open container, noise oh, violation. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to walk the line. And I had the ID, my business, um, my business partner, my roommate was on the football team. He had a big fucking pickup truck. This, this big ass motherfucker from Delaware, Trevor Costello. Shout out Trevor Costello. You're probably <laughs> not, if he's listening, he's listening to this. Um, and I literally, these girls were like, yo, get me a 30 pack. They gave me 40 bucks. I went to the store. I discovered Natty Ice, Natty Light. It was six bucks. Go the back. best. <laughs> that was the good shit. The Natty, Natty. It's just Li- a different kind of buzz. Natty Light was, uh, it was just water. Natty, right. Natty Ice was the psycho shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was in dark days, like MD 2020, Captain Morgan's, something Four like that. Four Locos. Oh, this was, that was before my time, but I was on like the Four Loco type shit Dude, in college. I remember my first time drinking Four Locos. I had two of them in high school. And I, I didn't know that like they'd fuck you up so bad and just keep you awake because they had energy as well. That that was a dark night. I've actually never tried for a loco. I'm gonna try for a loco. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I, that. I wouldn't recommend it, but you got to do it once. Yeah, I gotta do it once. Yeah. So yeah, I went to give these girls back the change, and they're like, "Keep the change." I'm like, "Fuck." There's some money to be made. Yeah. So then I just went to the girls next door, the whole entire floor, the second floor, the third floor, who that building. Alcohol? And then who needs alcohol? And then like, dude, it was nuts, man. My mom was shipping me like my old soccer duffel bags. Wow. You're bootlegging. I was fucking bootlegging. And then I ripped my uh, my closet door off and I had a beer pong tournament in my room. And then the RAs came knocking in. And that one motherfucker, Gary Goldstein, didn't hide his red cup. So I got popped. Wow. 
uh, and then that stopped that. But that was what, like the genesis of me becoming like a, right. an entrepreneur. Where, where do you get your fake ID from? Stacy Rubin. A nice dude. You're good with names. A nice. I don't smoke weed no more, bro. My shit's my <laughs> shit's crisp. I haven't smoked weed in like seven years. Uh, Stacy Rubin, a nice Jewish girl from East Mono High School, and the ID was Jason Miller from Woodbury, New York. Tall, skinny, dark Jewish dude. I fit the part. I wonder where that ID is. I, I had a fake ID. Uh, mine was from Rhode Island, and my whole thing, whenever I'd use it, just so I seemed like legit. They'd be like, oh, Rhode Island, huh? And I'd always be like, yeah, I'm from uh, Rhode Island, originally from Vermont. And, uh, <laughs> and one time I was with, I was on spring break with my mom, my brother, my best friend. Crazy spring break, right? And um, we went out. I think I was 19. I used it at the bar, trying to, or at a restaurant, trying to get a beer. And I did my whole thing. I was like, she's like, oh, you're from Vermont? I was like, yeah, yeah. Or Rhode Island. I'm like, yeah, originally uh, from Vermont. And she's like, oh, my God. I'm from Rhode Island, originally from Vermont. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts asking me questions and everything. Oh, where did you live? Blah, blah, blah. And I was The just, most obscure yeah. two places. I was just like, oh, yeah, I just lived like right off of Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, really? By, you know, so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a great place. <laughs> I don't even know. Can you like get in a lot of trouble for like fake ideas uh, and shit? Yeah, you can. Um, there's different levels to it. So if you have... When I, when I got my fake ID, what my best friend was kind of the hustler and the guy to get it from my buddy Jackson. So he's like, uh, there's two options. You can either get your name on the ID, which, you know, if you get caught or if someone takes it, obviously it's easier to trace you. But if you use someone else's name, if you use a fake name, then it's technically some sort of like identity theft or fraud type deal. So there's different levels to it. Um, but yeah, you can get in a lot of trouble. This guy got the granular details on the yeah, legality exactly, exactly. fake IDs. And he got everybody in my high school fake IDs, ordered them from, I think, China or something. They were legit. They had the hologram. They were scannable. The hologram. I used it for a long time. And the first time I got it taken was my first time trying it in Arizona. They're very strict about like alcohol type stuff here. It's the, the number one state for like how harsh they are in DUIs, uh, <sighs> which I mean, I think is great. And then um, in Kansas... Like, no one gives a shit. So, like, in Kansas, like, if you're taller than the bar pretty much and you walk up and you can get drinks pretty easily, they don't card very much. Out here, they're super strict. So, the first time that I tried it here, um, I don't know why I tried it because the girl in front of me got arrested for using a fake right in front of me and there's a cop right there. And I was like, oh, I'll still try it. Like, <laughs> mine's, mine's pretty legit. Nope. It's like, it's fake. Called the cop over. As soon as the cop came over, I just sprinted off, ran through like the middle of an intersection. And I just, I was gone. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So after you, how long uh, were you in college for? Did you graduate or did you drop out? Uh, what was the story with that? Five years, 2.11 GPA came Impressive. down, came down to my last <laughs> class that I needed to get a certain grade Yeah. that you need a 2.1. Um, no matter, you need X amount of credits. You need a 2.1 with those credits to, to graduate. So I, I had enough credits, but if I didn't get a certain grade in my last class, I would have been under a 2.1 where I had to just continually take credits just to raise mm -hmm. my GPA. I was, um, it was, it was up and down. I was a pothead, but I, but I was, I had all these little hustles, bro. I had like the liquor delivery hustle. I had a apparel hustle. I was a uh, social chair of my fraternity. I'd run these bus trips, bro, where I would literally rent out these bus trips. I'd make a deal with the bar. People would pay 20, 30 bucks all in. And I would, they, I went to university of Delaware and they would, I would just bring buses from Delaware to like Baltimore and everyone would go, everyone would get fucked up. 
the first hour would be open bar and then we would just get shit faced for the night. And I was running, it was crazy, bro. I had, I was dating this girl and she was fun. We had a lot of fun together. We would just be fucking smoking weed and slanging beer. It was crazy, bro. College was a crazy time. Uh -huh. And after you got out of college, what was the, the next step? That's in the next like five to eight years, which is a colossal fuck up. Uh -huh. um, first, my, my best friend was living in California and he's like, yo, we need somebody for our company that's lead certified, lead, uh, it's leadership and energy and environmental design. This is when eco-friendly shit was huge. And I did shitty in school, so I was like, fuck it, let me, let me test myself. Spent four or five months studying for this test, failed. Uh, spent another, you couldn't take it, you had to wait three months. So I had to wait another three months, failed. Wait another three months, I finally passed. So like a year of my life to take this test, I moved to California and, and now I have no money because I was just mm -hmm. doing this test. I get hired, I get a crib. A week later, my boss comes in, he's like, yeah, I don't need you no more. So that was my first taste of just wow. like, no one gives a shit about you. And then I'm in California with no money. So I go to Craigslist and I get a job selling door to door lighting and windows. Zero hmm. salary, 100% commission. Wow. Compton, Beverly Hills, Inland Empire. All over the place. Dude, there'd be days I'd drive 240 miles, no one would fucking open the door. It was the wildest up and down, but um, I've always been like a people person. Like I was social sharing shit. This just refined my skill set because it's like, Imagine going to an appointment, and this is when people imagine if they opened up the door. You're in the fucking hood in Compton, and then you leave, and you're with some bougie-ass older woman in Beverly Hills, and then you go to the fucking Inland Empire, and you're with a couple Latinos. Mm -hmm. So it's like I was just thrown into situations that I normally wouldn't be thrown into, and you're kind of like locked in this cage, and I'm sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the couch in Compton, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just sitting them through my sales presentation. This is how much money you're going to save in this, you know, and I had this whole fucking racket. I go back to my car. It was this whole crazy thing. And I truthfully think in all things in life, um, ultimately, uh, sales is like the most important thing, whether you're right. doing it or whether it's your partner's everything. doing it. And sales could be just people liking you. Like, like that would just have been weird if I walked in here and you and me didn't fuck with each other. You right. just found a way to get the fuck rid of me or something. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I learned a lot about sales and then, um, I moved back to the East Coast because I was like, fuck it, this life ain't for me. And I had this idea to start uh, this world DJ league and it was, yeah, it was like branding DJing as a sport. Uh, the DJs were the okay. players. Interesting. It was like, like, like gaming, but for DJs. Dude, it was a brilliant idea. The management companies were the teams, the venues were the stadiums. Long story short, spent about a year doing this idea. Uh, my business partner came from a pretty wealthy family. We got a, a $500,000 LOI. And for people listening, LOI is letter of intent. It's like a, if you do this, we give you this money. He goes to Colorado for the weekend. I get a call on Monday, passed away. Wow. To the end to this day, people don't know. I mean, obviously, I have, an, I have an inkling, but so then I was back. I lost the money back at ground zero. And then I kind of trickled into eventually to this hack company where I ended up touring the US. And then I met Timmy. And then and I wh got. What's the deal with the hack company? The hack company sold 75% uh, to Olakai like two, three years ago. The founder was actually uh, just on my podcast last week. Okay. And, and they just sell hats. That's all they do. Premium hats, like okay. nice fucking hats. Um, and I and I learned so much from them. Those are those are guys that I love forever. Um, but I mean, dude, I was at this point. I'm I'm 34 now. I was 28. I had no fucking money. Um, and then I learned about taxes the hard way. So I mean, when I was 28, I was heavy in the fucking negative. Um, 
And then I was told I wasn't worth 3,500 bucks. I got it fucking tattooed. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. That, that's a pretty sick story. Yeah, I mean, basically, I was, keep in mind too, bro, I was fresh off a weekend of fucking working in the office by myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm the number three at this company, by my fucking self. And I had a small amount of equity in the company. And just, we talked Monday and I'm like, yo, can I get a raise? And I was 3,500 bucks. It's like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm fucking, and it's all different, 35, 25, whatever it is. It's different in different markets and in different places. But I mean, at this point, I was like, I was a doer and I was, you know, strategy and vision. I was a people person. I was definitely worth more. And he straight up was just like, no, you're not worth it. And wow. we've, we've since mended, mended it. But like, dude, I, I said in my caption that shit, like, life is hard. Business is hard. Whatever the fuck you need to do to get you ramped up for anything in life, a podcast, a fucking meeting, anything, like... I, my my intentions on what I want to do in this world are different now, but like that, like hatred and like prove them wrong type shit, that definitely got me to kind of this yeah, other side of it freedom. Change everything, dude. So you got the thirty five hundred tatted on your on your wrist there, and it has the infinity right underneath it. Yeah, and then he was on the podcast. We mended it. He brought a famous tattoo artist on set, Franco Vescovi, and they added an infinity sign to like, you know, that's crazy. Say it's worth more. It's funny that then I got this fucking chain right on it too. So I just look at it. I got all, <laughs> the, I got all these little fucking yeah. silly ass tattoos. They all mean like a lot to me though. Um, I'm half Jewish too. My mom's fucking going nuts over this shit. Oh really? Yeah. She you can't, like you, you can't get buried in like a cemetery. Oh really? Apparently not. Huh. Interesting. You can just get cremated and throw you in the ocean. You at know, that whatever point, works. at that point, I think I'm done. Yeah, so. you're, I mean, you're dead anyways. So like, <laughs> Yeah. What difference does it make? I, I don't even know, but yeah, she's not happy about that. But yeah, I really like these little tattoos. Um, and yeah, the melon thing, the name of the company is called Melon. It's a great hat. For anybody listening, if you want a great, the best fucking hat, it's called Comfortable? Melon. Oh, it's the, I've had this hat for like fucking years. It's got, crazy. It's got moisture wicking on the inside, a hidden stash pocket, it comes in no a way. box. Wow. Look at this. I'm fucking slanging these hats fucking <laughs> 10 years later. Yeah, exactly. I got Can't the get features down, the Can't moisture wicking. Holy shit. Certificate of authenticity. I remember all that shit. So, so tell me more about Iconic because it's really cool. Um, I believe how I found you was a couple of weeks ago, I was scrolling through Instagram and one of the ads came up on my Instagram. Hey, and got you, like, motherfucker. Got yeah, you. Exactly. And I was like, oh, this is sick. And it was, um, I think it was the giant camouflage one. And it said uh, the, something about like the only way to stand to out stand is not, out not, is not fit fitting in. in. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is sick. Let me check this out because I'm really big on like decorating. As you can see by the man cave, like I like off the wall decoration type stuff. Um, I just finished this place and now we have the office that has a bunch of blank walls and I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. So I go through the site and I'm looking, I'm like, this shit is dope. Like everything, because I'm huge on the motivational stuff as well. And that's a lot of what you guys do. Most of the stuff is themed around like, you know, creativity and motivating, um, just by looking at it, like, you know, whatever you need to hear that day, if you put enough of those things in your house, you'll just constantly be surrounded by these messages of motivation, you know, um, 
hard work beats talent, progress over perfection. Um, and I think it'd be sick to have it all throughout the office and have everyone that I'm surrounded with see the same messages. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna check this out. I sent a, a message, I'm like, hey, let's work together, whatever. You responded right away. And it just so happened to be that you're in Arizona. So hey. I was like, sick, let's get this set up. Let's have you on the podcast, everything. So uh, I would love to know like more about how you, uh, you know, you already told me like where you got the idea for starting the company. Mm -hmm. um, once you had the idea, how did you put everything into motion and make it as successful as it is today? Like what, 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 hard, what fucking, like? hard fucking work. That's first and foremost. I think, um, there's no one successful that didn't work hard. Obviously you yep. work smart as hell. People are like, Oh, working smarter is you have to work smart and you work hard. So yeah. working hard was first and foremost. I think um, being super self-aware, um, I am a fucking idiot at 99.99% of things in this world. Like I said, I can't ride a bike. I don't know what fucking block <laughs> I level. I'm an idiot. But what I'm good at, I'm going to fucking destroy you in. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Biz dev, you know, digital marketing, brands, sales, vision, uh, finding the right people, incentivizing the right people. Um, so being super self-aware. And then I was super self-aware. Jeff was super self-aware. And just everything as it comes and goes, we're just bringing on the right people and filling the right holes. And I think there's a secondary function to being self-aware, and that's having no ego. Like I'm, I'm always here to learn. Like you could tell already how we're talking. I'm asking you questions. Oh, where'd you find this? How'd you do this? What are you doing here? Um, always being passionately curious. That's always been the common theme. Having, having like a growth mindset and that runs uniform throughout my whole entire organization. Mm -hmm. Everybody is reading books. Everybody is sharing information because everybody wants to get smart. Everybody wants to right. get better. The better we get, the better the company does, the better everybody else does. And then lastly, um, my business partner, um, I'm blessed with, I think I, I think we have the greatest partnership of all time. I've known him for 10 years. Um, crazy story is the shit happens so fast that they needed our EIN number. And for people listening, EIN is like your tax mm -hmm. identification number. The business social security pretty much. Exactly. So we use my LLC because we just wanted to start and we're right. like, fuck this shit. Dude, we did millions of dollars under my EIN. So I own the whole oh, company wow. with no operating agreement, no wow, nothing. Wow, that's and, crazy. And his parents were like, yo, like, who the fuck is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, were just, guy? we were just going fast. Um, and it was just a, an unwavering um, trust. And then it's just, we just have the same core values. Like he works hard, I work hard. He does what he does, the, the creative side. I do what I do on the business side. Um, and he knows me so well that he knows that like, hypothetically, if I did no work today and i did 10 of these podcasts he knows at this point now what the fuck goes on in these podcasts right you and me are homies now we might do fucking i'm gonna help you you're gonna help me you're gonna get the art i'm gonna get all these fucking things you're gonna plug <laughs> me you're gonna plug me with this yep. guy fucking sports frames whatever his name is <laughs> um so he gets it um i think there's that and then gotta love what you do yep. if you don't love what you do um you're not going to last. You're not you know? going to last, gonna, man. You gotta the be money's not going to do it for you at some point. You got to be a fucking psycho to do the shit that we do that if you don't love it, it's just like you got you, you there has there's days where you're going to be up super early, there's days where you're going to be up late, there's days you're going to miss things. Weekends, for me I don't even know what the fuck the weekend is, bro. Right. It's all just it's one just continuous all one, flow of days. Especially now in this fucking I don't even know this thing that we're in right now with COVID, <laughs> the man cave. But yeah, I, I would say like the biggest overarching theme of everything is really just um, being self-aware and understanding that it's, it's, it's a team effort. So 
you're only as strong as your team. And I've realized that like we hustled our way to a, you know, a decent sized company. And now we were talking on the way here. I was telling you, I was like, yo dude, I got a recruiter now. And this recruiter is bringing in like, he showed me, I was looking at the resumes yesterday and it was fucking sniper rifles. I'm like, this is what the fuck I want. I want these sniper rifles. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, team is big. Yep. And then how long did you guys operate? Like, did you take that money that you guys made initially at a couple million dollars and just keep reinvesting it into the company? Or did you bring anybody on board as far as investors go? I see you partnered with Gary V. Yeah. Like what, what's the story behind all of that? So initial investment was $16 was one month Squarespace. Um, (laughs) and then it was putting a dollar, get out to reinvest the two. Um, me and Jeff didn't pay ourselves for, long longer than we probably should have um we we didn't pay ourselves for a long time um and then i don't know how long we were in maybe we were in like a year and a half or two years um interesting story with gary and screw i'll get into that in a second they became strategic partners and then nobody actually even fucking knows this i've never even said this on air but i'm gonna say it now Um, and then last december uh, we sold a very small piece of the company to a strategic partner um, so now we have, we already had, you know, cash on hand, but now we're in a very good position where we're going on savage fucking offense now, dude. Like uh-huh. we're, we got shit coming down the pipeline that I'm like so fucking excited about. That's the best feeling. It's the, dude, the greatest feeling is when you know, it's just like, you know, you got the shit coming uh-huh. and you know how it's just going to be successful no matter what, you know? Yes. And, um, so Garrett, we partnered with Gary and Scooter and I always, anytime, anytime people usually, you know, ask about Gary, Gary's the fucking man gary's a guy that like he's there when you need him if he can't do something he's not going to say he can do it if he says he can do it he can do it and he's going to go overboard on it and he's just he's a real one i think he's going to go down as one of the most iconic humans in our generation because all it is is he's just it's just incremental growing 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 and you got to be a fuckhead if you don't meet him and fuck with him Right. It's just like, this guy's just coming. He's a great guy, great energy. He's going to give you a great snippet that you can take and go use in your life. That's the one thing with him, man. Every time we link up, whether it be a phone, Zoom, in person, I always leave with, with something. Dude, at least that one thing. And I pride myself on like seeing around the corner, being a great right, ideas guy, right. a great strategy guy. And I was, me and Jeff will leave and we'll just always be like, that motherfucker on some shit. Dude, he seems so high energy and just like going all the time. Like his mind doesn't stop and everything that he's saying is like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Just constantly like moving, motivating and just constantly wheeling and dealing, which is amazing to just watch, you know, especially for people who are entrepreneurs. It's like, this is someone I can go and look to and be like, take something from and learn something from. And that's important. What another huge thing with him too, it's you bring it up is just like his energy and like, again, we've just met, but like people that know me know I'm like a high energy dude and Mm -hmm. I'm fucking gassed up all the time. And I'm really taking, um, I'm really focusing on like health and fitness. And it's just like, among other things, people are like, you know, like, why are you doing that? And I'm just like, oh, I'm training for life. But like the big thing is, is I'm really training to be healthy and just have the type of energy that like he's on. Does you know, he does he not smoke or drink or anything? Or he like, doesn't do any of that shit. He really? stays he stays low key. He works out every morning. He does get his sleep. For all the entrepreneurs and people out there, it's not it's not cool to not sleep. Right. You got to yeah, fucking that, sleep. It'll always catch up to you. It'll always catch up to Look, you. On days where I don't get enough sleep, like I could work ten hours and be not as productive as a day where I work four hours with a good night's sleep. Like it makes a big difference. Hundred um, percent. 
and yeah, I've just been investing. It's kind of like, it's such a fucking game changer just being that person that's got that energy. And like for me, it's like, yo, I'm getting older, clearly. You know what happens as you get older. Like obviously you're, you're gonna lose some of the gas. And like for me, I've really been investing in health and fitness. So it's just like, I could just be on fucking mm -hmm. a crazy one. Like boom, 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 boom. But sometimes I'll literally have in one day, 20 meetings where I'll have no more. I'll literally have a meeting, 12, 12, 15, 12, 15, 12, 30, 12, 30, 12, 45, boom, 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 boom. And each one of those meetings, I wanna be fucking psycho, psycho yeah. mode the second I get on that shit. So he's been very, um, I look at him and I see, I mean, he, he knows, like I see a lot of myself in him and he's just like very, ra he's rationalized to me that I'm not fucking crazy. I think everyone else is fucking crazy because the shit right. I'm doing, like, look, he's doing it. Looks like it's working out pretty fucking yeah, good. Pretty so. good. I'll leave it at that. So as far as the marketing aspect of things, like I said earlier, I was targeted through an Instagram ad. Um, that's something that like, I, I've never done any marketing at all. Everything, all of my uh, channels and you know, all my YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and everything that I've built has been 100% organic. I haven't done a single bit of marketing. Um, how could I utilize marketing and what are some strategic things that you do in the Instagram and Facebook ads and marketing is something that I could learn from? Yeah, we're friends now. Your business is going to triple next year because you're going <laughs> to you're going to drop something in the fucking bucket. The fact that you are where you're at and you're fully organic is fucking goat status. That's amazing. Thank you. And what it really says is you've it's the same analogy where like you, if you create all this demand and you have no supply, when you fucking drop that shit, shit goes crazy. And for you, you're leaving. There's so much meat on the bone. I think all scalability is in paid acquisition. You're just getting in front of more people. Mm -hmm. And like for me, hypothetically, let's just say I never heard of you. And then I see the Clay Thompson shit. Funny as fuck following. I'm in your funnel. You own me now. Right. So you're just finding more fucking people. And what's really crazy is for the people listening, I knew nothing about this shit. March of 2017. I knew nothing about it. Marketing, digital marketing. Right. I'll break it down as simple as possible. It's called ROAS, return on ad spend. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you put in a dollar and you get back $3.20, your ROAS is 3.2. A dollar, you get $4.80 and you can do it scale. So $100,000 to $480,000, it's a 4.8 ROAS. Okay. When you're doing paid acquisition, you have a target ROAS. You're like, yo, I need to be at 2X to be profitable. You can spend, let's just say you spend $1,000 and you're at 2X. Talk to me when you could spend $10,000 at a 2X. Because the more you spend, the, the harder, harder it is to maintain okay. that ROAS. And why do you think that is? Um, I don't know that, I mean, just you're just, um, this is the answer, is when you first start spending money, you're hitting the very low hanging fruit. So, okay. so there's the two different- that are the most active followers and that are right there. So there's two different types of people you can target and two types of traffic. There's cold traffic, new people that have never heard of you, and then warm traffic, which is like retargeting, people that follow you, people that have been on your page. So your ROAS on cold could be 1X and your ROAS on warm could be 8X and it's gonna be a blended 2X. Okay. If you just flip the switch right now, bro, you're gonna win on some, a little bit on super broad and you're gonna crush it on retargeting. You could spend right now, you could do nothing and press a button and spend $200 a day. Let's just say $200 a day, $100 a day. And you're good, you're gonna be profitable, 100%. 
it's when you start, it's what you do is you start, you know, you're spending five grand and you're like, okay, I'm winning in Facebook. I'm winning on Instagram. Okay. Let's, let's optimize our Google gets me to seven, eight. Okay. I'm winning here. Let's optimize Outbrain. Let's optimize Taboola, all these different channels. And then all it is, bro, like my whole game is a fucking sick, fun game, bro. I'm just in a constant search to find new channels of distribution where I can keep increasing those numbers and inc- just fine tuning it. It's all it is, bro. And it's oh. just like my head of growth. I just hired my head of growth. What a fun job he has. And I'm just, I'm like his fucking, uh, he's like Stoudemire and I'm fucking Nash. He's like, bro, just, <laughs> just wrangling these deals, yep. wrangling, wrangling these, uh, these collaborations, wrangling these influencers. All I'm doing is just doing this shit and just fucking relationships, cutting deals. That's all I do. And what I, a fun job you have. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking great time. So I just bring in the deals. I cut okay. it. So I do the first 10% and then I have my team that does the 80% in the middle. And then at the end, let's say we're doing a collaboration. I'm like, okay, we got our shit. Now it's, now it's go time. And then I come back in the fucking game. So for people out there, um, I think all scale is that paid acquisition. Um, you should do everything in your power to learn this. I mean, look what happened with COVID. Imagine right. if you, imagine if you're in all dollars Walmart doing fucking thirty mil a year and you have no website. Boom. Dunzo. Um, how did you learn it? Like, was it through certain books or being around certain people? Like, what steps would you recommend? And is there any like books or programs that you recommend to learn this? Um, I'm gonna blow your fucking mind right now, everybody. There is no fucking book, no fucking program. And the people that are doing these courses... They don't want to put it out. For the people that are doing these courses, it's fucking these little shysty fucks. Yeah. If you're crushing it, you're not going to do a fucking course, bro, because it's got a shysty mentality. You know what it is. It just looks bad. So what I recommend is what I did, which I recommend for anybody to do in anything in in life. I hired the best agency, and then I, I worked out of the office of the agency, and they fucking taught me everything. Wow. And then boom, I'm bringing it in house. You have to learn by doing. I'm a huge reader. I read probably, let's just say, two to three books a month. I'm a huge podcast guy, huge YouTube guy. Um, it kills me that there's no there's no resources on shit like that, but there really fucking isn't, bro. Because the people that are doing it don't want to share it. And also, something could be so outdated so fast. True. It's constantly changing. It's That's con- the scary part about it. It's scary but changing. fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not scary for the people that are in the fucking game because you just know, like, Okay, the algorithm changed. That sucks, but it sucks for everybody else. Right. So I'm going to learn it faster. Exactly. So yeah, I would recommend um, hiring a top-tier agency, learning, and then the other huge thing, dude, is just like all of my homies are all running direct-to-consumer CPG brands that are doing five to 70 million in revenue a year. Mm-hmm. And then there's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 of us. And I could just hit my boy and just be like, yo, who are you, who are you using for text? This service provider, or this service provider. Oh, why are you using that one? Oh, what's your rates? And then I just hit all my homies and I just see what everybody's doing. And I'm like, oh, is this working for you? Is the abandoned cart working for you? Is the pop-up working for you? And then if I don't have a deep case study in it, a big sample set, somebody else does. So they did all the fucking work for me. Yeah. And I'm only listening to motherfuckers that know what they're doing. So if he's like, yo, this shit is getting us so many phone numbers do this, talk to this guy, boom, puts me on email with the CEO of the company, cut the deal, bring it to my in-house team, rat. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you guys also have like so many different sizes for the canvases. Like you the twelve by eighteen, you got the you know thirty by forty, the uh, the gallery size, which is sick. The forty by sixty, yep. I, I love the big blown up B ones. Big ones are the best. Did you guys have like a warehouse and like people doing the fulfillment, or do you do like a print on demand kind of deal? Like, what's that process? So, for all the people out there that are in the the first inning, in the beginning. It's, it's always been dropship. It's print, print on demand. But obviously now we have a deep relationship with our, with our production where it's, you would never know that. So it's, it's white labeled. You get a package. It's fucking our branding. It's our inserts. It's the customer service is at iconic.com. So it's completely from a forward facing, it's completely branded. For the people out there in the beginning, so we had no production in the beginning. We would get the orders and we would have to go on random sites where you upload your pictures. Images. Me and Jeff in the beginning we would have, it would be, it was the worst. We would be behind bro a month in orders because we'd be getting all these orders and then we'd have another fucking job. Remember that? We had another job. Oh yeah, that's right. And then I was customer service and then he was the artist and we would literally go in shifts where I'd be like, yo, you got the next 50 orders. And then I, he'd be fucking napping and he'd get the 50 orders. And then we would have fucking uh, contests against each other. Who can upload an order the fastest? <laughs> And then we looped in his 15 year old brother that was a sneakerhead, and we were paying him a little bit of money per order and then we were just throwing him kicks. Wow. Um, and then I flew out to production because they were like, who the fuck is like, who the fuck is this psycho? Like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> He's ordering all this shit. And then I show up and I didn't, the first time I didn't meet with like the CEO, and this is a big company. I didn't meet with like the CEO. And then they were just like, yo, you need to come back. Like, will you come back? And then I just came back and then developed a relationship with the seat and now I've developed a relationship with the whole holding company. Um, and yeah, man, like I said, it's all about, you know, those relationships. We have a great relationship there and it's helped us scale. So it is still print on demand. How long does it take to get an order? So if I go on the website right now and I order the big ass 60 by 40 gallery size, how long does it take for that to get to my house? We say seven to 10 business days in the U S but it's less just cause I don't like, I like underselling promise. Yep. Seven to 10 up to 12 in Canada. And then international, it's about to go down to seven to 10. Really? That's I, impressive. International, we, anywhere in the world. We've been working on it for a long time. Wow. It's, it's a big problem. Shipping anything with big dimensional weight anywhere internationally is mm -hmm. very, very hard. And like, you gotta understand that like our production is like doing hundreds of millions of dollars. Like this is a problem for people. And we just about figured it out. We're at the finish line, which I think is gonna be amazing because I think we're gonna be able to serve very, Markets that not only are underserved, they're not served. Right. So I'm fucking amped for that. What, what's your what's your ten year plan? Um, don't have an answer for that to be honest with you. Um, I'm like a guy that kind of like lives in the moment, lives in the day. I love every day. Um, I have my one uh, KPI for people listening. It's key performance indicator, where I'm just like, as long as from a revenue perspective, we're hitting these numbers, with all other things consistent. I love my life. I love my team. I love my family. Probably should have like a wife and a kid sometime soon. Probably, okay. should, check, probably should check that out. Um, a girlfriend? Nope. I don't even, let's not, let's not go down that rabbit hole. I've gone down some of those on, <laughs> on the fucking podcast, especially with your savage ass. Um, but no, man, we're just, um, you know, the immediate kind of future, just so everybody understands is, you know, the company's core focus is uh, to motivate and inspire through storytelling, through telling stories. We're not even an art company. That's our core focus. So we're about to launch new products, new product mediums that are going to have that same 
you know, motivational, inspirational um, vibe to it, but just new products like awesome. mu- like mugs. I love the kids shit that you guys do too. I just saw that today that you guys have a whole kids brand. So oh, we're gonna fuck up your kids' room, it's dude. Gonna be yeah, fire. I was gonna say because my son is gonna be moving into his own his own room here soon, so we're gonna have to get some stuff for him. And we're here in Arizona because we're about to shoot a women's collection. So we got the yeah, regular line. You guys are doing that like this whole, this next couple of days, right? The next seven or eight days. People are, wow. f- people are actually flying and they're, they're here right now. So I'm so excited, man. Like f- for me, you know, the motivation, inspiration, like you guys have all heard my story now that are listening. Like it's just so authentic to what I'm doing that it's just like this shit. This doesn't, this is not a job to me. Right. Like I'm it's just, all passion. it's just, it is what it is. That's, that's how it should be for everybody. In my opinion, you know, like, Everything that you do, it should you should be doing it with passion, or you should change what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, I just I just don't fucking understand. Life is too short. Yeah. Like I, I was on a one way ticket to Miami, back to LA, one way ticket here. Like we're probably moving to fucking Arizona. We decided two you days should. ago. You should. I know. I it's fuck amazing. With this shit. These fat fucking cribs for for nothing. Fucking nothing. Yeah. This fucking man cave too is glorious thank you that's uh one of my one of my last questions is you see the jerseys on the wall right yeah you're you're missing the the one which one am i missing well you're not kobe Bryant is my guy okay um rest at the end not in the middle is actually a tattoo from his uh, seventh grade english teacher i have a tattoo to my leg wow big fan of him um rest in peace but my fucking guy is pippin oh okay he's just i that. got jordan i got rodman so i'm literally was thinking in my head i was like yo i'm gonna get jordan pippin rodman Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, because I got the, uh, the, what I was excited for is having Kobe, Jordan, and James all next to each other there at the top. So my question is, yeah, if you could keep two jerseys out of here, one for just personal like memorabilia, something that you're never going to sell and keep the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and one from an investment standpoint. Um, one to keep for the rest of my life, a thousand percent Kobe. Um, just a fucking savage. And a quick note to people out there listening. There's someone you fuck with and you want to meet. Don't wait, go attack. Cause I literally was waiting for the right strategic move to meet him. And 2020 was going to be my fucking year. I didn't fucking pull the trigger like a little bitch. And now I'll never meet him. So don't be a bitch. <laughs> so reach out to people. That's some good advice. Don't, don't be, a, don't be a little bitch. Don't be Just a don't. fucking bitch. <laughs> uh, Kobe. Um, and then the conventional wisdom would say that Jordan jersey or that Jordan behind me, I think, because mm-hmm. I think that's a, it's, it's a unique piece. It's and unique. It's one of 123 as well. It's unique and cool, but I'm going to go, <clears throat> you're going to like this one. I'm going to go with Mahomes. Yeah, cause because it's still early. I think that it's probably still, even after MVP and Super Bowl winner, I still, I would imagine it's just a little bit underpriced. And one of my buddies deals directly with him. And I've heard that this guy is like even better than advertised. I heard he's a fucking saint. You know, his, his wife, he's known since college. Um, he's got a great agent. Um, I think he's in like uh, the Kansas City market is probably, it's not LA. There's not some fuck shit. He's probably, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's so very. It's not going to be really easy to get caught up in a bunch of bullshit like there is in other cities. That's, that's for sure. And then I think the thing that people don't talk about with the Chiefs is just like, his team is fucking stacked. Yep. Like stacked. Like Tyreek Hill is the fastest dude. Like dude, I when they won the Super Bowl, I was watching it in here, I cried. <laughs> I actually cried. There was tears coming out of my eyes when the Chiefs won. 
This is amazing. such a vibe right here to watch sports. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We got three TVs. Uh, like, if March Madness fucking ever comes back, get different game on each TV. Uh, usually during, like, the season, I'll have, you know, one game on, and then I'll hook my laptop to the other TV and have a different game on. I love it. Before we end this episode, I want to know for you, which one in here do you think has the biggest upside? Can't say Mahomes. Okay, if you can't say Mahomes, because that one I got so cheap. I got the Mahomes for under 1000 before he won the Super Bowl. Ooh. Um, I mean, as far as jerseys go, because I do think that piece right there of Jordan... Yeah. Or the, I don't know if you saw, I have a Lakers game used for autographed by LeBron over there. But, you know, I want to say, God, it's got to be between James, Brady, and Jordan. Um, I don't know. I'll probably go with Jordan. Yeah. Second would probably be James because I got it. It's about half the price of Jordan, so it has more room to grow. And then same thing with Brady. I got it at. You know, it's already doubled since he left the Patriots. I'm, I'm going to go with the James, Cleveland LeBron James. I uh, hate to say it because I'm not a LeBron guy at all. I, I respect him, but I'm not a fan because uh, I think he's a crybaby. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> but um, my last question that I got for you, and this is a really, really important question. Um, who would win in a fight between a taco and a grilled cheese sandwich? Taco and a grilled cheese sandwich. Where the fuck do you come up with these questions, bro? That's from you ever seen the movie Hot Rod? I actually have never watched it like oh fully and sat Dude, down. Oh my god, dude, you have to watch Hot Rod. I've never seen you it. You have so to watch. It'll change your life. Is it like a Super Troopers? Uh, Idiocracy type thing. Yeah, it's like almost like Dumb and Dumber type shit. Ooh, Dumb and Dumber. That's which far. is another classic. Yeah, I've never seen it, so I don't even know like the genesis there's of the no, argument. There's no right or wrong answer, just who would win. I'm just gonna run with the with the grilled cheese just because I fuck with grilled cheese more. That's, that's <laughs> about it, guys. I would All love right. I would love me a grilled cheese right now. That shit sounds good. Yeah, I could I could fuck with the grilled cheese <laughs> right now. But hey man, thanks for coming on the show. Um, <laughs> iconic.com is where you find the art. Uh, yeah. We'll link it in the top of the description. That's that's I K O N I C K, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, we got Mark Brazil here. You guys can follow him on Instagram at Mark Brazil. That's M A R K, if I'm not mistaken. It is. And uh, yeah. Brazil with a Z. Okay, guys, give him a follow. Once again, man, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, if you guys want uh, Big Doss merchandise, you can go to BigDossManCave.com. We got some special shit on there that we just put up. So make sure you guys check out that. The link to that is also in the description. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Don't be a bitch. <laughs>